Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 178 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Guardians of the Galaxy Spoiler Cast. But I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. So please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or if you have a suggestion, leave it there. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Same thing, write to me there, leave a suggestion, let me know what you think of the show. If you have a question, I'll answer it. Uh, if you have something you want me to read or whatever, just leave it there. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio for the episode goes up uh, on YouTube day and date that it hits the website. So go there, leave a comment, again, question. You know, if you subscribe to the podcast, give me all the stars, the likes, the subscribe, stuff like that. You can also find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. I want to start out by just saying there's going to be full spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxies. I'm not going to go over the plot point by point. Again, this game has a lot to do with grief, but I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna spoil major plot points about the game. Major things are I'm gonna just talk about major things with character motivation, what I thought was good or bad, stuff like that. But it's gonna be major spoilers for big plot points of the game. So if you haven't played the game, you might want to either wait till you're done playing it to listen to this, or if you don't care, you can listen and uh, you know I guess have a good time. Hopefully I'm uh, you know relatable, understandable. You know. Uh, where I'm going with points. Anyway, um, yeah, so I finished Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it was frustrating. I, I, I've, I've said this many times on the, the podcast, but I, I do find myself when I get close to completing things, you know, you just want to get done. My wife and I hadn't eaten, and she was trying to get me out of the house to we we're going to go get this noodle bar near our house. Uh, I have I, just realized that I there's that feeling of when you get so close to finishing a book, a movie, game, like you just want to get done with it. And again, I've said in my other podcast when I've talked about this game, um, you know, the combat isn't the best thing ever. I mean, I've seen some criticism of con- uh, combat from other outlets, and what I've noticed is there was no ramp. And I've complained about the ramp before. Um, I think the biggest... Uh, problem I had with like the ramp gameplay was um, I think we played Dark Alliance a couple years ago and that was that was really bad you know what I mean by the ramp is when you are um, playing a game you want to feel that at least I do in combat you want to feel slightly better than the enemies that are around you you want to feel that you have enough tools to deal with what's in front of you or at least creative solutions to deal with either you know the enemy's health bar or or just uh, AOE stuff and it just felt like I was just at the same level of the enemies and that that almost made me feel like on the back foot I think there's this kind of delicate balance between being slightly ahead of the ramp uh, and then being on the same level and just being slightly more powerful which I think is something the game falls flat with and I think the only reason I'm talking about this is I don't normally talk about uh, you know the gameplay or stuff like that I want to talk about the themes of the game which I'll get to but there's like two endings to this game. They, You have a boss battle. They start the, the end credits. And I thought, oh, that was pretty interesting. You know, the big emotional beat happened. I really liked it. It had to do with grief. I'll get to that soon. Uh, but then you have another boss battle after that, which I thought was totally like it didn't. I mean, they introduced characters and things like that. But I was like, I don't. Why are we doing this again? And then my game glitched and I wasn't able to complete some of the tasks it's that thing where you want to get done, you want to get done, you know, and, and you can't. So it's so frustrating. So um, so where to start? So 
let's just uh, I'm gonna spoil like I said in my uh, my warning before this I'm gonna spoil major beats with this game and since this is a podcast about death dying grief how games especially deal with that I'm just gonna go over the points of grief of each main character not every character but the main characters that have to do with how they respond to grief now you know the the star of this uh, game star Lord obviously uh, Peter quill. Uh, they haven't changed much. If you watch the movies, his mother did die. But in the movies, spoiler for the movies, his mom died of cancer. I haven't read a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy comics. I don't know if that has changed with the comic to the movie. But in this, his mother dies and is very forthcoming with him in the game that he is the heir to a king, a space king, basically. They never say his name. I don't know. Or maybe I missed it in some lore or something I could have read anyway. You get your pistols from your mom on like your 12th birthday on Earth. And she says, yeah, these are yours. Your dad was a king. And she dies because the Chitari army comes to take you. Uh, I guess they don't want you to ascend to the throne, but they kill your mother. So she died when you were young. It's terrible and traumatic. I do appreciate the fact that the developers did not kill the dog. I know that's a small thing, but they didn't do it. You just hear the dog bark as it fades away as you guys go to space. So I like that. I like that nobody shot the dog. So Peter's actually dealing with this. You know, he's a literal man-child that got part of his education on Earth, part of it in space. And so what happens is you have to pay a fine to the Nova Corps. You meet, I wrote this down, a centurion, like soldier <clears throat> uh, named, uh, I wrote it down here, let's see. You're, you, you meet a centurion named Corel, which you had a romantic relationship with uh, about 12 years ago. Uh, you go to the Nova Corps to pay a fine. Uh, this Centurion, Corel, is on the um, space station. You have to pay the fine. And then what happens is um, you have to uh, – you meet Nikki, uh, who is Corel's daughter. It's been about 12 years. You guys had a relationship about 12 years ago. So you're like, wow, this is, is this my daughter? You're under this impression. Through a series of events – uh, Nikki is kidnapped by a cult and experimented on, and she becomes the the matron mother of the cult, basically. So she is uh, the person that uh, is basically this ascendant cult. This cult believes in the promise. They will give you what you want, uh, but you have to, uh, there has to be a fulfillment, and you basically have to accept the promise. And what the promise is, is giving everybody what they want. And of course, you being Peter Quill and your mother dying, you get enraptured by this thing and you see that it's going to give you your mom back. But you know it's fake. In your heart of hearts, Peter knows this is fake and it's not real because your mom died and you can't bring her back. Um, so the next, that's his bit of grief. But he has actually had enough time to kind of deal with it. And yes, he's sad. It comes up that, you know, his um, mother has died. But he seems to be dealing with it in an okay way. You know, he's not really that mean to the people around him or, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, what would be the word? He He's not um, being a jerk and he is not being destructive to the people around him. Um, but basically without getting into too many, like down the rabbit hole of the story, Corel dies. Uh, Nikki, her daughter, was with her. And you see this in like a weird flashback. It's a long story, but... Basically, Corel's ghost tells you, you have to tell Nikki that I'm dead and you have to make sure that she accepts that I've died. I know she's young, but she has to come to terms with the fact that I'm dead. And I was like, wow. That's when I talked about last episode, this whole game changed. I thought it was going to be about leadership. 
turns it out that everybody in the most people in this game are dealing with grief, hence them accepting the promise of this cult and them wanting their dead relatives back. Uh, and I thought, wow. Drax, of course, famously in the movies and in the game, his wife and daughter were killed. Seems like Thanos, even in this game, it seems like it was by Thanos. And he gives in to the promise. You get, like, hypnotized. He does. And he sees them endlessly. He's just going to spend time with them endlessly. They're going to make dinner. He's going to teach his daughter to hunt, it sounds like. Um, and with the help of Mantis, who is much more powerful in this game, uh, in the movies, she, she was powerful like an empath, could read people's thoughts, put people to sleep. In this, she can like see multiple futures. She's been a, little, a little bit like Doctor Strange in the end of Endgame. And she helps you go into Drax's mind and kind of cleanse him of this promise. And you have this incredibly heartfelt discussion with him like you know what this is you know you the guardians as a team kind of come together and say Drax listen you know what happened with your family and you know what this is you know this isn't right and you know what's going to happen if you go with your family if you go you know to the door of your hut and you have dinner you're just going to keep having dinner with your family and it's not what you want to do you know it's not right so he basically has to reject the promise he becomes untranced from this cult. And um, yeah, I, I was like, wow, that's really powerful. Um, Gamora is the next person on the team dealing with some kind of trauma. She killed Thanos, basically betrayed him and killed him because she saw there was a galactic war going on and she saw it going on endlessly if he wasn't killed, that he became crazy and she had to kill basically her father, her surrogate father. It tore her up inside. And she also killed Nebula in the game, her sister, because, again, it seems like her sister, if I'm kind of reading between the lines, was aligned with Thanos and had become crazy. And so it takes a long time, like it's chapter 13 or 14 in the game, and there's only 16 chapters in the game. She admits the guilt over killing her sister and a little bit of Thanos. And it was really powerful, you know? Like, uh, and, and uh, you know, you mentioned, hey, you never mentioned this before. And she said, well, when was I supposed to mention all this stuff you know it's not a good conversation starter i can't really just tell you that i killed my sister and we don't move on from there and then what i really like about the game is as peter quill star lord you can ask people how they're doing later which i really liked uh rocket has i just want to for context rocket has a revelation where he was experimented on and he doesn't like water because the people that experimented on him to make him who he was uh just use a lot of water like it sounds like they put him in a submersible tank so he just said to fear of water, but he overcomes it. And he said, you know, I kind of realized that if it was between all of us or the water, I, I chose all of us. And uh, then after that, he kind of gets in a good mood and you can go up to him and say, Rocket, you know, thanks for saving us back there. We all appreciate it. And I can't believe you conquered your fear. And the other Gal Guardians of the Galaxy become positive and actually reinforce. They're like, hey, that I can't believe you. You know, I can't believe he did that. Are you going to take a bath now? And he's like, okay, let's not get a hold of our, ahead of ourselves. In the end credits, they have like Polaroids with like, you know, the recap of the team. He basically made a jacuzzi in the cargo hold and has team building meetings in, which is, if you think about someone that's afraid of the water just building a jacuzzi, that's pretty great. Um, Groot doesn't have as much, uh, you know, because he says, I am Groot all the time. But you do kind of get from some of the files you read about him that he's kind of the last of his kind. And so like, you know, if you're the last of you, uh, whoever you are, that's got to be terrible. And I like that he, you know, they tie some of their abilities to, um, you know, your final, um, they, they tie their final abilities to like an epiphany. Like 
uh, Rocket, uh, through dealing with this fear of water, he gets his ultimate ability, which sounds stupid, but in the game totally makes sense. You know, Peter Quill, I think, gets his ultimate ability. I forget how. Uh, but anyway, it's all those kind of things that I think really say a powerful thing. Now, the only thing I'm going to critique is towards the end, you go inside Nikki's mind, much like you went in Drax's mind, and you have to convince her that her mother is dead, or at least she knows her mom is dead and she keeps replaying the same day over and over in her head, her mom's birthday. You're there, you're the dad, because I think you mentioned it and she writes it in a journal, so of course that's in her brain, and you have to get a party ready for Corral. Corral's coming home, and you have to get a cake ready, you have to get a, a projector of the home planet, you want to project the planet up, and you have to get... Um, the present ready that you guys got. And there's a series of dialogue choices that you make and you guys really start talking about grief. You try to talk to her and say, listen, I know what you're going through. I was young. I lost my mom too. Nikki does kind of push you back. She's a 12 year old girl. She says, yay. You know, like it doesn't matter. Like I want my mom back, you know? And the only critique I'll say is that, you know, in this situation, it seems like they wrote these scenarios because you can make dialogue choices. And it seemed like when I first did those choices, I made the wrong choice. They made me go back earlier in the conversation. They kind of excised some things for the conversation to move faster. Then I had to make some other choices to console her. And I'll say, you know, I wish there was something like that in real life. So you could go back and say, you know, I didn't mean to say that to you. I'm really sorry. Um, but I, I kind of feel from a design perspective, they were saying, hey, we have so much to say. How do we say all these things? you know, without betraying, you know, the feeling, because I think the, 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 um, you know, the, what I said to her originally, I've, I felt that in my heart of hearts, Hey, I know what you're going through, but I'm sorry, you know, and I'll be here for you. Um, but they did say some other things in the other dialogue choice that I thought were powerful. The idea of like, you know, it's different for everybody. I don't know if it's always going to feel like this, but you're not alone. And I liked all that stuff. I wish there was just a way to combine that together because it, you know, you have this big emotional beat and then it's like the game fades to black and then fades back up and says, oh, you were kind of wrong. You know, like the way you talk to them, it wasn't really the right way. You know, which I think would have been an interesting discussion in reviews if people would have went forward, you know, just like The Walking Dead when they do it. Because they do a thing in this game too of like, so you know, so-and-so thanks you for doing this, blah, blah, blah. It would have been interesting to see discussions at the end of this game of, hey, what did you tell Nikki in the end? Oh, I told her that I knew what she'd been through, that I'd been through it, and, uh, you know, that she's not alone. It's like, oh, well, what did you tell her? Well, I told her, you know, hey, I'm really sorry, but just know that, like, you have to make this decision. I can't have you unpromise anything. You have to reject the promise so you can be unhypnotized. And I think that would have been really powerful. It would have been there. There would have had to have been a way to like move the game forward at the same time without just uh, I don't know. It, I felt a little unsatisfying to have this really heartfelt thing and then be told that's not really the right heartfelt moment. This is a better heartfelt moment, you know. And um, even though all of the dialogue was really good, in fact, you know, I guess again, this is maybe this is just the trouble with design and video games. I think both options were good. It was just one of those things where you've already had that emotional beat and that emotional moment. And just to go back a few seconds and go, well, you're wrong. Again, there had to be a better way to do that. But I think it all ended well. Nikki kind of accepted what happened. The game moves on. Um, and the end of the game, I thought it's good. You know, you walk out 
uh, some people are you're walking away from the big bad. Uh, you beat everybody, but then another thing that I don't like is you have another boss battle after the credits start. Then they get interrupted, and you have another boss battle. I think this is something that just really, again, when when I almost get done with something, I want to finish it. I want to see it through. I want to be done. And this was just another stumbling block of like, come on, like, we, uh, like. I, Give me the the full credits. Like, let me do this. I've gone through this. I just want to be done. Like, I can't just keep doing. Like, this is rough, you know. Um, plus, I think your emotional beat was at the end when you talked to Nikki, and you have a moment with Gamora. I mean, you've had all these moments with these characters where everybody's kind of gone through their grief. I can't think of another character that didn't have that. Even the villain got a moment like that where he accepted the promise Raker because it seems like somebody's life. He maybe a son or father or somebody, or. Maybe his uh, a loved one had died. And he's like, oh, they're finally back. And I think all that's very interesting. But again, I had all those moments. Let me just, you know, fade in the sunset. Don't do this thing where you take it away from me and have another boss fight. I think that was, you know, it would have been um, not easier on the development team. But if you cut content, if you, you know, feature creep and all, if you say, no, this is the good emotional beat, we kind of want to end on that. Um I would have enjoyed the game much more, but the things they said about grief, I think, were very powerful and very good, and I applaud the game. It won awards for, um, in fact, I have it up right here. I'm trying to see what it, um, yeah, the Game Awards 2021, it won Best Narrative. Um, It also won Best Soundtrack for the Steam Awards, and it won Adventure Game of the Year on the Dice Awards, and an outstanding achievement in story, which I think it deserves. Uh, these are these are all 2021 award or 2022 was the dice the dice awards, the um, uh, Steam awards, and then 2021 it won uh, the Game Awards 2021. It won the best narrative. It it uh, it got really good reviews anywhere from seven to six and a half to to eight, which I think was pretty good. Um, again. Uh, the team did amazing. It was good. I just think that last boss fight. And then if the ramp with combat would have been better, I don't think I would have gritted my teeth so much at the end. Again, I'm not here to, I guess, review mechanics, but I supposedly I passive aggressively am with this. I think, you know, it was a little bit of a slug at the end. But emotionally, I was there the whole time. I choked up at moments I needed to choke up with. The, the thing with Rocket, where he just found out he got experimented on, was moving. The thing with Peter and Nikki at the end, talking about Corel, her mother, was amazing. In fact, you find out you're not her father. That was also very good. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe one Square Enix uh, Crystal Dynamics employee is going to listen to this, but you guys did amazing. It was a good story. The performances were great. And uh, I think that's it this week, guys. But I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and leave a comment. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Again, let me know what you think of the show. You have a suggestion of a game you want me to list, like watch or play or whatever. Uh, let me know there. Let me suggestions, stuff like that. If you want to, please subscribe to the podcast in either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio for the podcast will go up on YouTube, Dan Date, when it hits the website at 7 a.m. on Monday. You can also write to me, or you can also uh, find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So go to those places. Uh, And I think with that, we are good, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye.